I've gotten to the point in my cannabis journey where I am comfortable with pointing things like this out. So if someone passes me a blunt that has a mountain of ash on it, I will say, can you ash that? Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, oh, 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 my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you can pass it to me. But I'm not going to take a a blunt. You're asking me to take a grenade. (laughs) And I don't know if you pulled the pin yet. So until I know it's safe, you ash it. No, no, no. I'll wait. Go ahead. What's up, what's up, my highness queens? We are back for another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And it's been a minute, but, you know, we're going to keep on moving like we ain't never left. So it is now June, middle of June, halfway through another year. I cannot believe that we are already halfway through the 2021. Um, but, yeah, things are starting to open up. Uh, I know here in California, we officially opened back up yesterday. So, you know, of course, now that the outside is open again, people are going to want to gather. I mean, I want to gather kind of like still at a safe distance, but like, you know, a little bit more than we have been in the last year and a half. So uh, because sister smoke sessions and just general smoke sessions, you know, with people will obviously be happening on a more regular basis. I thought it would be a great time to grab my girl from the Loud Box podcast, AP, and just talk about some of our favorite uh, or most important etiquette tips for consuming cannabis in the smoke session. Uh, Again, we want to make sure that, especially because we're a little rusty, you know, we want to make sure that nobody has forgotten the rules because there are rules and we should all abide by them. So we go over those rules. Um, AP talks a little bit about her podcast, The Loud Box, and her mission to help black women um, enjoy and understand cannabis. Very similar to us here, of course. And um, also there's a great story that ends with AP scaling a wall. Or I don't know scaling because that's that's going up. She was really going down. But it was three stories, and she was on crutches. So, you know, there's a lot there that we laughed about. Um, lastly, I was also a guest on her podcast, on the Loud Box podcast. So I will include the link to that episode where we demystify and debunk some cannabis, some common cannabis. Um, I will put the link to that episode in the show notes. So make sure you give her some love, show us some love, comment, rate, subscribe. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. So let's get in the show. Let's smoke. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's my girl, Highness Queen, a fellow podcaster, host of the Loud Box podcast, which if you haven't checked it out, you need to go check it out now. Go search it on whatever uh, platform you look, you listen to podcasts, go search the Loud Box. Um, But it's my girl, AP, came through to smoke with me and uh, talk some shit. So uh, how are you today, ma'am? What's up, everybody? It's your girl, AP. How you doing? (laughs) Yo, Jazz, I'm so excited we were finally able to have this conversation because y'all don't know, but we've been trying to do this for like, I want to say like a couple months. More than that. Like, like, 
when I first started reaching out to people, like when I first started the the podcast, before I even put out an episode, you were one of the people I hit up. And so it's been <laughs> literally months and yeah. we are finally getting this shit done. We finally made it. Yeah. Congrats to us. Yeah, <laughs> we did that shit. I think that deserves a couple hits of the of the joint, the blunt, or you, I see you with your pen. So of your pen. So I'm going to... I'm gonna take a couple hits of mine here real quick. Um, As, yeah, me and this pen got a love hate relationship right now. Oh no! Why? Because we just met. We just met, and we're still trying to get to know each other. Because you know, I'm on a tea break right now, but my version of a tea break because I don't think I could ever just like completely not smoke every day. I mean, we can talk about that another time. But like, my version of a tea break is just switching up my consumption methods for a while. So that's what I'm doing right now with this vape. But you know. Some parts are good, some parts are eh, but we're doing we're doing all right. So when you say a tea break, what does oh. that mean? <laughs> okay, so I'm talking about like a, a tolerance break. Oh, okay. um, is what I'm referring to. <clears throat> so you know, in our world of cannabis, you can take a tolerance break to either like you know bring down your tolerance or you know whatever you need to do. So that's kind of what I'm in the, in the middle of right now. I just moved. And you know, anytime you move into a new place, you kind of want to just feel things out and like see what you can and cannot get away with. <laughs> and like smoking is one of those things. So, you know, while I'm here, I don't want to be, um, you know, an immediate disruption. So I'm just chilling <laughs> out with my pen just to kind of like get the vibe of the place, you know? And then, then when I feel like I got a handle on it, we'll bring the blunts back <laughs> But for now. <laughs> Right now, I'm just, you know, it's me in this pit. I love that. I um, did not know that. I like I like learning new words or new terminology. So <laughs> thanks for, for throwing that in there in my cannabis dictionary for me. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> and yeah, I, I when I first moved into this place, I used to go out on our balcony and smoke. And then when I realized that my roommate is always coughing and <laughs> She's in there smoking. I'm like, okay, well, if she can smoke, then I can smoke. We're good. And so now I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for that moment when I just walk up to my building and smell it outside. I just need someone to let me know I someone else the out here smoking light. too. Right? Like I'm just waiting until I just w- wake up and go outside and smell that shit, and I know it's not me. Then I'll feel better. I just need to know there's someone else. I'm not alone. And then we're good. I feel it. I definitely feel it. That is awesome. Um, Vape is one of my favorite um, forms of consumption because I can do it out in public without people really looking at me sideways. Um, Right. So I always have my vape pen with me. So I understand. And it's just so much more convenient. And you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to smell. You don't have people looking at me. I'm not going to lie. It does have its advantages. Like, you know, the smoke pretty much instantly evaporates most of the time and if it does linger it's not heavy so it's very easy to conceal or very easy to get rid of you know I feel it it's just I think I've been smoking for so long that I just have an appreciation for the process like of actually like breaking down my woods (laughs) like breaking down my weed rolling it up sparking it inhale exhale like I fuck with the whole vibe so I think that's what I miss is just being able to like have that time to roll my blunt you know because with a pen I'm just pushing the button and then you're on go so 
I think that's what I'm trying to get over in my head. But it's really not that bad. Yeah, because I, I only use my pen if I'm not at home. Or if, yeah, if I'm not at home. Like, because I prefer, like you said, I prefer, like, flour. And mm-hmm. I personally cannot roll, so... You know, breaking it down and rolling up is not really my thing. But I'll break it down and, like, put it in a cone or just give me a bunch of pre-rolls and just like those you know real what? quick. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I learned how to roll because I was tired of people playing me out my weed. Like, you know, I would go to whoever I know who could roll and be like, yo, can you roll this blunt for me? And they would be like, oh, yeah, I'll roll it if you let me hit it. Or, you know, something along those lines. And Mm -hmm. I just got tired of that shit. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to just learn how to do this myself. (laughs) I have tried to teach myself. Other people have tried to teach me. I am just not. um, My hand-eye coordination is just not there, apparently. (laughs) Because I don't know. I You know, I, I can do something that is smokable. But is it right? Is anybody happy about it? No. So, you know, <laughs> it's just, you know what? But I can stuff the shit out of a cone. Okay. And, and, and you do what you can do. That's mm-hmm. how you contribute. You just do what you can mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> rolling is not necessary mm-hmm. for you to be able to smoke. It's really not. No, so Not in you the year 2021. Smoke. Not at all, man. <laughs> you can still get it in. So, you know, just do what you do. Yeah. So, um, AP, tell us about yourself. Oof. <clears throat> so, you know, I am living in Seattle right now. Um, Washington is a completely legal state for cannabis. And so I do enjoy the benefits of that, being a resident of this lovely evergreen state. Um, I have a show, like Jazz said, called The Loud Box. I like talking to people about cannabis culture. So like any kind of aspect of it, whether you're brand new to the game, like and you want to know more about smoking or like you're an OG and you just want to like improve your experiences. Like that's kind of like the goal of my show, especially from the perspective of a black woman, because the cannabis industry is still very much like white and male dominated. And so to be able to like insert my voice and kind of talk to the people who I know who are like me, who just want to have a better experience all around with cannabis, like that's what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's, I'm I'm just, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help people learn more about cannabis because I do feel like if you are going to engage or if you're going to smoke weed, then you really need to know what the fuck you're doing. And like in order to get the full benefits, in order to be safe, in order to be like, you know, just, just enjoy your time. Like that's what I want people to know. I want you to know what you're putting into your body, what it's doing to you, how it's doing it to you, how it can help you, what things you should avoid. Like, like like a ganja guru. That's what I'm trying to be, the ganja guru for my generation. And that's pretty much AP in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love that, the ganja guru. You should look that up and see if anybody's taking that, because if not, it's Oh, girl, it's, everybody has it. Uh-huh. I've seen at least, like, six, seven <laughs> other people using that. There you go. Well, you know what? It paints a beautiful picture and it explains exactly what you're trying to say. So, you know, I like it. It makes it makes yeah. perfect sense. And, you know, I think that uh, your services are needed. Your voice is needed. <laughs> um, and 
it is it is literally the same exact reason why I do my podcast as well. So I feel like we're like, I don't know. I had the word and then it went away. Like the same thing, but different. We're like fraternal twins. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like sister souls, soul sisters. Yeah. All of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is, that was a lot of information about you. I I appreciate (laughs) you giving us your, a little mini episode of your life story. Um, You're welcome. Thank you for giving me the platform. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, So I also like to always do a temp check and check in with my guests um, and see how your week has been, how your mental health has been, and just kind of where your head's at. Oof. Uh, (laughs) This week has been, like, pretty overwhelming for me. Not in a sense that, like, a lot of bad things are happening. It's just I'm playing catch-up in a lot of parts of my life right now because I took – I just – you know, I told you I took some time off to move. And so now that I'm settled, I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. So between like work and like some of my personal commitments, like I felt very overwhelmed this week. But, you know, I look forward to the weekend because I know that's when most of the things that I'm dealing with right now will have resolved. So I, I just like to, you know, look at the bright side of things. Struggle, struggle through it. Okay. Two days left. <laughs> Yeah, how how's your week been? Um, my week has been pretty pretty normal, actually. Um, I got to spend some time with my my grandma over the weekend, which was really nice. Um, while my parents were out of town, um, so me and her just hung out and watched uh, Law and Order SVU. It's like one of our favorite shows together. Uh, my so favorite th- too. Yeah, see, I told you. Soul sisters. Um, what are you smoking today? Okay, so I am smoking Dutch Berry out of this vape. And it is a combination of mm, DJ Short. You know what? I'm not even going to try to figure it out. I, I know what it was, but I cannot recall right now. So I'm just going to say this is Dutch Berry. <laughs> and... It's a hybrid, and, you know, it's pretty good. It's one of my favorite strains. Um, I've never heard of that. That sounds interesting. <gasps> okay, uh, now I remember. Hold on, now i got to redeem myself. It's, <laughs> it's DJ Shortberry and Dutch Treat that combine to make Dutch Berry. Yep, never so. heard of none of those. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, like, is it a like just straight hybrid or is it like indica dominant hybrid sativa dominant hybrid it's a sativa dominant um that surprises me even more because normally i've tried most sativa dominant things but i love to add new things to my list so i have to make sure to add that to my list um you know strains i'm a sativa smoker and so um I usually go for those types of strains. The only time I ever really fuck with Indicas, because honestly, like, every single strain is some type of mix of both. It's Hybrids are the ones that are legit 50-50, but outside of that, if you're smoking a quote-unquote Indica or a Sativa, you're really just smoking one of those that are dominant. 
um, in that strain. And so, like, for me, I feel like I have shit to do, you know, and I, I don't like feeling slumped or just, like, I can't do anything except for eat and go to sleep after I smoke. Like, I feel like if you sleep a high away, that's a waste of a good high. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, like, I don't like that unless it's my intention. Like, unless I have, like, insomnia and I can't sleep, then I always keep a little bit of indica around to help me go to bed. But if I'm waking and baking, my first blunt of the day is not going to be no damn indica because I'm not going to get nothing done. Right. So... That's literally stick to this. my life. Yeah. <laughs> for the exact same reason. <laughs> like, Indica, I, that means I'm staying in the bed for the rest of the day. So Yeah, absolutely. What are you smoking? Um, I have... This one is called Grease Monkey. Um, okay, I've heard of Grease Monkey before. Yeah, it's a hybrid. Um, and... It's pretty good. It has a nice flavor. Um, there was another one from this brand. This brand is, uh, Justice Joints, and I love them because they give 100% of their profits to, um, like the, to help expunge prisoners' records and help get people out of jail, like, that are convicted of crimes. And so I feel like... Specifically relating to cannabis? Yeah. Or just in general? Specifically related to cannabis. Dope. Yeah, so on the box it says 100% of profits go to prisoner release and record expungement programs for those convicted of nonviolent cannabis crimes and to establish a fair and equitable cannabis industry for those disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. And what what's the company's name again? Um Justice Joints. I'm really going to have to check those out. Yeah. So, I think everyone should check those out. Um, when I seen them, I had heard about them and I was like, yo, that's so dope. Um, cause I'm always looking for ways, uh, this podcast has really made me, um, kind of ignited this social equity, like interest in me. And so I'm always looking for ways that I can personally, you know, do my part. And so when I heard about this, I was like, yo, that's, that's dope. Like that's definitely a way I can do my part. And then, like, a week later, I was at my local dispensary, and guess what I see on the menu? And so, um, I've been getting those, like, ever since. And they have another one that's a sativa, Green Crack. It is I love Green fucking Crack. amazing. One I of my favorites. Yes. I love Green Crack. It is amazing. Um, but I also, this, I, I finished the Green Crack <laughs> earlier, so <laughs> this is the, what I have left, because... They didn't have any more at the store when I went, so um, I got this one. But it's still very good. It's not It's not the green crack, but it's still good. <laughs> green crack is good. Another one of my favorite sativas is, like, White Widow. Um, Never tried that. Well, you should definitely give that one a shot. If you have a – I don't know what kind of farms you guys have out there, um, but if you have – well, actually – I take that back because I don't think um, the same farms that you have near you would necessarily be near me because I I believe inter intercommerce uh, business between like dispensaries is like not necessarily a thing like it's not allowed so the dispensaries or the farms that grow near you that supply your dispensaries. Um, likely would not be able to also send weed to mine which is why I tell people like anytime you go somewhere where there's weed make sure you try it because 
it's very likely like you won't get that where you are. Mm -hmm. You might come across something with a similar name, similar DNA. I mean, but it's not going to be what you smoked, where you smoked it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So your green crack should be similar to mine, but ultimately I bet you they're, they're also different. I, um, I want to go to Washington and Oregon just so I can try different weed than California weed. You should. Yeah, I'm going to make, I'm not a a road trip person, so who knows when this will happen. But (laughs) it is on my bucket list of things to do, um, a road trip up north. I have smoked in every state I've ever set foot in. I have not. (laughs) (laughs) So what I can say about Cali is that... um, that was the first place where I actually had an edible that was homemade that actually put me on my ass. And I always tell everybody on my show all the time, I don't like edibles just because my tolerance is too high. And I'm not trying to sit here and eat hella edibles to get the same level of high that I would get with a blunt. But in California, I shit you not, someone made me a Rice crispy treat <laughs> and... It was a wrap. (laughs) 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 I wish I could tell you more about that experience, but I honestly really don't remember most of it. Oh, that's, that's, I was, because I was definitely going to ask for more information. I was like, this sounds like a story. (laughs) Sounds like there's a story Uh, here. No, no. I was in Torrance um, when I got that. Torrance, California. It's like kind of outside of LA, Mm -hmm. I think. Let me not lie. But that's mm-hmm. where I was. <laughs> and, yeah, that was the only time. And I've had a lot of edibles. I've had a lot of different uh, cannabis-infused drinks. And I, I can definitely say without a doubt, that's the only place where I had one that was really the truth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had – I don't – I'm not a huge edible person for that exact reason because um, most <laughs> of my edible stories in that way. Um, but, you know, I get it. Um, so tell us about your relationship with cannabis. Like, why do you smoke? How did you start smoking? How long have you been smoking? All those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been smoking since I was 15 and, you know, obviously I don't encourage anybody to start smoking that young, but, um, I have one older sister, um, but that's it. But I have hella cousins. So I have a lot of boy cousins that are around my age that I always kind of like hung out with, like, you know, like, like brother cousins, like we just grew up together and stuff like that. So literally like anything that they were into, even to this day, like anything that they were into, I was into. So when they got into like Pokemon, I was into Pokemon. (laughs) When they started watching wrestling, I started watching wrestling. Uh, You know, when they started smoking weed, I started smoking weed. (laughs) Do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I am 28 now. Okay. So you are, yeah, you're not that much younger than me. You're a couple years old. I was like this, because yeah, Pokemon, wrestling, (laughs) what was it? And then weed? Yeah, Yeah, that sounds about... Right. Actually, I think yeah. it was more wrestling and then Pokemon and then we. 
but you know, mm-hmm. still those things. Yeah, and it's and for me, like I hung out with my with my cousins mostly during the summer. So anytime we were kicking, it was always summer vacations. So the summer that they had started smoking weed was the summer that I started smoking weed <laughs> because they were smoking, and I felt I had FOMO, you know, and right. I wasn't peer pressured, but I had FOMO, and I was like, "Fuck it, y'all aren't about to leave me." And so I kind of jumped on that train, and and it's been me me on this journey ever since. And I could say in the beginning I did it because I didn't want to feel left out, but I continued because one, I actually enjoy smoking cannabis, um, and and two, as an adult, it benefits my health. Um, I had a lot of early childhood surgeries, which causes me to get inflammation in certain parts of my body when I smoke. I get relief for that inflammation and that pain that I experience. And so like, as I started to learn more about cannabis and about how you truly have the ability to like kind of cater your experience to whatever you feel like you need to address in your life, whether that's like mental health, physical health, or just like, you know, social interaction, cannabis can help you with those things. And so I would say now as an adult, as someone who's been doing this for more than like 10 years, I would say I smoke because it actually helps me, like I said, um, medically and like physically, but outside of that, like, yeah, I, I enjoy being on a vibe. And just like the the boost that I feel like I get from it, like I'm a incredibly creative person, you know, Leo's like mm-hmm. we're we're always like trying to do something new. And so I feel like when I smoke certain strains, I get boost in energy or like boost in creativity where I feel like I'm very much engaged in, you know, performing at maximum efficiency or like, you know, sometimes I get insomnia. And I smoke because it helps me relax, um, you know, or it helps me, like I said, with pain relief. So there's actually things that I use cannabis for as a natural remedy. Um, but, you know, I also get that whole, oh, you're just like a pothead, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's, to me, it's more than that. It's more than just about being high, quote unquote, um, which is, you know, what I like to share on my show. So it's like, that's pretty much my relationship with cannabis and kind of like where I'm at with it now, where I see myself trying to go with it. Like, I just want to continue learning, experiencing, um, sharing, like all of those experiences. Um, because I really do feel like this is one of those things where it benefits more people than it could ever potentially harm. And I'm just trying to ride the wave. I think it's always interesting because I know, like, my first experience, it wasn't with family. It was, like, it was with friends at school. And it was, like, kind of that situation. I was like, well, they're smoking. I want to smoke, too. Like, I want to know what's happening. Oh. Like, I want to know. Right. I want to know what this feels like. <laughs> and I guarantee you I did not even get high, but I thought I was high. <laughs> and um, and it just, like, opened up the floodgates. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like do you feel like cannabis has ever led you to try any other drug? No. Because that's a common, you know, uh misconception yeah. or thing out there is that cannabis is a gateway drug. But honestly I've been smoking cannabis and only cannabis for like more, however long I've been doing this. So I've never had the desire to chase any other type of drug from just smoking. And I always wonder if other people feel the same. 
Yeah, no. Um, I I definitely remember, um, like, in that moment of that first, like, somebody asking you, like, oh, hey, you want to smoke? And you're, like, making that decision, like, am I going to do this? Do I really want to try this? And you hear all the things that you learned about and dare and, like, this is a yeah. gate, this is a gateway <laughs> drug, and you do this, and you'll you'll you're gonna turn to harder drugs. And um, I thought about it. I distinctly remember thinking about it. And then um, I'm I'm terrified of needles, like terrified of needles. <laughs> and so, in my mind, you know, at that age, the only other real drug I thought of was like heroin that you like shoot up right yeah and i knew that i would never do that not because of the drug but because of the needle like that's i knew that that was (laughs) never anything i had to worry about because i knew my ass was never gonna stick myself with the needle i won't even let the doctor do it yeah and so i didn't see the potential for me to move on to other drugs because right. I, I'm thinking it's really these only these two things, you know? <laughs> and that other one is never gonna happen. So um so I never I, I thought about it for a second and I was like, No, so that doesn't make sense. So I should be good, right? Like we could try it and then not have to worry about, you know, like moving on to harder stuff. Because uh, it won't happen. <laughs> I actually have family members who have had experiences with harder drugs. And just seeing those examples, I already knew that white drugs was never going to be a thing for me. Even when I was in high school, middle school, middle school was when I was first offered a white drug for the first time. Even back then, I was like, fuck no. Like, (laughs) no, that's not my cup of tea. But I never looked at um, smoking cannabis as being along those lines. So I think that was why I was more so like willing to engage because yeah white drugs are no no yeah like we were able to make that distinction and be like okay well we should be good with this or at least it's it's we can try and see what happens <laughs> like the other stuff I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna try and see what happens with that like right. it's not an option for me um well yeah I love I love that it sounds like you have been on um a glorious cannabis journey over the years and you know semi glorious yeah <clears throat> i've had my moments where you know i i don't know if this is this is what the relationship we were supposed to have but we got through it <laughs> right you know every relationship goes through its ups and downs so yeah like i i don't know what what your highest moment has ever been but my highest moment included me climbing over a balcony or down a balcony three stories high on crutches trying to escape someone's baby mama so that was one of those moments where I was like is this is this what we want to do but like I said we got through it (laughs) so pause (laughs) pause because we're not gonna just act like that did not just paint a picture that was making me say, huh? And you did what? And for why? I need more. I need more. I need more information on what happened. How this, how this, how did this play out? 
girl, it's a long story, but I'll just tell you this. So um, one summer I had surgery and I was off my leg for like six months and I was in college at this time and me and my friend went to another friend's house to smoke weed one day. He was messing with this girl that was kind of crazy. And so I guess the plan was for us to smoke before she came home. And so, um, he, the, the apartment that he lived in, the door was broken. And when you lock the front door, it stayed locked. Like the only way you could get it to unlock was to unlock it from the outside with the key. And so like, as much of a fire hazard as that was, that was the situation. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't let us know that when we came in. And so when we came in, I was the last person in the door and it's a, a habit for me to just turn around and lock it. Like anytime you walk into a doorway, if you're the last person, you turn around and lock the door. So that's what I did. <laughs> Fast forward, we're smoking, having a good time, popping it. He gets this text. She's on her way home. Okay, bet. So we go to leave and he's like, which one of you niggas locked the door? <laughs> because it's locked. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I was like I did why would you like <laughs> why, why was that, that not okay <laughs> and so then he explains why the door being locked was a problem and so he was like don't worry you can just go out the back and I'm sitting here thinking like I don't remember seeing a fire escape or nothing when we when we walked up. So he's talking about the back. There must be like a back door or something along those lines to which we can escape. <laughs> this nigga literally goes into his bedroom and pulls open the sliding door to the balcony. And he's like, y'all could go this way. And I'm looking at him like, excuse me? Um, do you not see this big ass boot on my leg do you not see these crutches and we are not one not two but three stories off of the ground and you think I'm gonna go over this balcony cause your bitch is on her way home and he was like it's easy and he literally like <laughs> He literally, like, sat there and demonstrated it. Like, went over, went all the way down, climbed back up, (laughs) went down again. Like, (laughs) he was trying to show us. He has this shit down. He has been here before. That's why, to this day, I don't give a fuck what floor I'm on. The sliding door stays locked because I know there's niggas out here who know how to climb up these things. So, needless to say, like, he tried to show us how easy it was, quote unquote, and I'm just sitting here like, I don't give a fuck. You got two legs. <laughs> I only got one. So, like, what? And, and then eventually, like, my friend turned on me, and she was like, come on, we could just do it. It's not going to be that hard. <laughs> and so it was like, <laughs> it was like two against one. And so I was just like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And so <laughs> he was like, I'm going to go with you, you know, and I'm, I'm going to help you. <laughs> like, so he went down first 
and then I swung my legs over, turned around on my good leg, and then kind of like hung halfway in the air, and then he caught me, <laughs> and then he like, <laughs> and then he brought me down to the second balcony, and then like repeat. And his neighbors were home. Like, you could see them in the windows while we were doing this whole, like, Spider-Man shit down the balcony. And, like, girl, it was all bad. But I will say he got me down safely. And we uh, were So did his we neighbors, like, look at you like, yo. Nobody said nothing. They were just looking like... You know, this is North Carolina, so they're just looking like, well, this is some country shit, I guess. Like, <laughs> but you know, he, he went down and crawled back up and went back down. So they're probably used and then to this shit. When he got us safely to the ground, the nigga went back up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, you guys, I have a whole episode about this story, and my friend who was with me actually invited her on the show to tell her side because we disagree on some of the details of the story. Um, but if you guys want to check that out, it's called Balconies and Spice, and it's on my channel, and and you can get your whole the whole tea on that situation. That is a great story, and <laughs> that is that is an awesome high story. Uh huh. And I am going to go listen to that episode just because I need to hear what other side there could possibly be to this. <laughs> because. We got niggas climbing walls just up and down like like itsy bitsy spider, and like it's nothing. <sighs> yeah, yeah. There was some details that got a little foggy for us, and and we did we did a two part episode on this because someone had commented after we did the episode, and we had to bring it up again because there was even more like misunderstandings of the situation. It's funny now because. My friend that it happened to me with Spice, like, me and her have been friends for, like, 10 years now. We met in college. And so it's, like, now looking back at that story, which happened our last year of college, like, it's it's just hella funny. But it was not funny then (laughs) at all. I would imagine. I would have been pissed the fuck off climbing down (laughs) fucking balconies with a fucking boot on. Whole time I'm thinking, like, I had my surgery done here in Seattle. My doctor is here in Seattle. So, like, if anything happens, like, if I fall and, like, fuck up my leg even more or something like that, the only person who could fix it is 3,000 miles away. Like, I cannot just be fucking around like this. And and the fact that they turned on me, like, was a point of contention, too, because I was just like, bitch, you're my friend. Like, (laughs) what? No. I don't give a fuck. We can sit right here till she comes home. And then when she walks through that door, be like, sis, we ain't got no parts. Yeah, do what you want with your man. You know, whatever, whatever. But, like, literally, I remember looking in his, like, dead in his eyes when we, right before we did the first balcony. And I was like, if you drop me, I will crawl back up to your doorstep. And I will wait for the bitch to get home. <laughs> like, I promise you. I will crawl over here and tell her every fucking thing that happened because you decided to drop me. And you know what? You won't be able to come out and move me because you can't get out the door. So be careful with what's about to happen. And, <laughs> you know, he did what he had to do. That that was some shit, though, for real. <laughs> that is crazy. That, I, I wonder if he uh, remembers this story. He does. 
he does because in one of the episodes where we were like going back and forth about it, Spice actually called him <laughs> <laughs> on speaker to, <laughs> to justify what she was saying. And so, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is that is a great story. That is a great story. I do not have anything uh, that compares to that. um yeah i don't know that i've necessarily had like any like weird ass shit happen uh while i was high um i got chased by a turkey once what a turkey yeah Yeah. turkeys are scary though they are they're very evil they're very mean they're very aggressive for no fucking reason i wasn't doing (laughs) shit but trying to get out of the car (laughs) <laughs> and this turkey came out of fucking nowhere. Now, mind you, I live in the Bay Area in in, in a, a city. I live in a city. I live in the middle of Silicon Valley. And my friend in high school, her grandpa lived in like the one fucking farm all the way in the fucking hills. And when she asked me to take her to her grandpa's house, it was like right before Thanksgiving. So I don't even know if they, now that were they trying to kill the turkey? That's probably why he was so fucking aggressive. He knew what time it was. He knew what time it was. And right. that is actually probably true. You know, I never really thought about it that way. He was probably trying to get a ride back to, to his friends, his own family, whatever. But yeah. You know, only one turkey gets pardoned a year, and he didn't make the list that year. No, so. he did not. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. The way he chased me around that motherfucking truck, I didn't give a shit if they killed him. Because. Was it immediate? Huh? Like, did he immediately attack you? Or, like, was there, like, a stare down? She. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, so the girl, the girl went in the house, and she's like, oh, I'll be right back. And I was like, okay, I'll just stay in the car. And then she called my name for something. She's like, oh, come in. And so I got out and I closed the door and I was getting ready to walk around the car. And I heard like, gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was just like standing there. I don't know where the fuck it came from. I don't know how it got out of whatever cage it probably should have been in. But, and I was like, oh, this is not good. And then I tried to move slowly, but apparently that was not, I don't know what I should have done. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't, to this day, I don't know what I should have done. If I should have not moved at all, if I should have moved fast. But I tried to move and it charged and I just ran around that car for I don't know how long, <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs, come get your turkey, come get your turkey. <laughs> it was horrible. That's why, that's why I carry now. Cause let somebody's crazy ass animal come run up on me. Well, you know, like you that. never, you, you don't expect turkeys to just come out of the fucking woodworks, just come out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and like, we had just, just smoked. And so for like 2.5 seconds, I, I'm sure I thought this was not real. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, this doesn't make sense. And then it charged. And I was like, well, we got to go. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I would have kicked the shit out of that turkey. It would have been a football that day. How big was it? Was it big? Uh, From my memory, it was like huge. <laughs> 
But honestly, I couldn't tell you. I know I have a tendency to over-exaggerate, some would say. But I feel like it was at least like 75 pounds. And I believe you. Yeah. Charging at me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) turkeys should not be able to move that fast. (laughs) I didn't know they could. But chickens run fast. Ooh, they're in the same family, so I, yeah, I guess I could see it. They're a lot smaller. <laughs> like, I'd still be a little weirded out by a, a chicken coming after me, but it was not as big as that turkey. And she so comes... how did it end? She came out of the house and just started laughing, and I just ran in the house. Did the turkey follow you, or did it stop chasing you? Uh, Once I was in the house, I don't know what happened to it. I guess they wrangled it and put it back in the... <laughs> wherever it was supposed to be, but no, it did not come in the house because I didn't, I didn't even really know where I was going. And like, this is some weird old <laughs> tack house looking house in the country. And I didn't even see where she went in the door. So I just like, I don't, I don't know where to go like, except in a circle. Full panic mode. <laughs> Full panic mode. Uh, but that was, I, I really think the panic was more about the turkey and less about being high, but it was, <laughs> it was a experience. That shit probably blew your high after that. And I don't run <laughs> unless I feel like my life is in danger. And I did. <laughs> and they're just in there laughing at me. I was like, you need to get me some water and then explain to me. <laughs> <laughs> while I was just chased by a turkey on your property. Because I live in a city. <laughs> I don't have to deal with this. The only turkeys I see are at the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I would have wanted answers too. I did. And they just thought it was hilarious. And, uh, yeah. It's horrible. Uh, um... That was very interesting. I don't even know how we got here, but that was fun. Um, nice little walk down memory memory lane there. Um, so you know a uh, a huge part of my cannabis journey and my um, positive. I love me journey <laughs> is mm-hmm. so positive self talk. And so um, I want to do our high blessings, which are just like kind of our affirmations for um, the day, the month, the week, whatever you're feeling at the moment. So um, do you want to do your high blessing first or you want me to do mine? Can you do yours so I can just get a sense of like how it goes? Yeah, sure. So um, just whatever you are... Uh, you want to affirm or manifest for yourself. So for me, um, what was kind of on my my mind and my heart uh, today was that I am grateful for all the twists and turns in my life. Um, uh, you know, positive and negative. Everything was a learning experience and it made me who I am today and I love who I am today. So even... Um, the experiences that, you know, aren't so fond, um, help shape me into who I can, who I am now. And so I, I am grateful for at least that, that part of it. 
Um, so yeah, that's what I affirm for myself today. Hi. Okay. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I am grateful for... I am grateful for resourcefulness. Um, because I feel like I've been blessed with the ability to be able to pivot in times of chaos, um, you know, find alternative ways. If this doesn't work, find another way. Like as long as you have the will or, you know, the passion to get something done, it'll be done, you know, cause God helps those who helps themselves. And so the last 30 days have really taught me or reminded me, I should say, of the blessing of resilience. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. Yes, I love that. Um, one of my favorite sayings that me and my best friend say all the time is that I always find a way. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on, regardless what stands in my way, like, if this is something that I really want to do, like, I will always find a way. Um, Absolutely. And it helps you, like, just knowing that in the back of your head, like, when you're in those moments, like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Like you said, those those moments where you need that resilience and you need mm-hmm. that tenacity and you need to be able to, like, push yourself that little bit more, even though you feel like, fuck, I can't. Yes, I love that. I truly hope that you um, remember that in the moments that you need it the absolute most because mm-hmm. it is. It is the truth. You will always find your way. Big Leo energy. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, because yes. we going to figure this shit out. <laughs> like, if Absolutely. we don't do anything else, we going to figure this shit out. That shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yes, we're the type of people who we will never starve. No. Like, so whatever the case may be we will be taken care of. Right. Right. So I want to get real blunt about uh, our, our topic today, which is cannabis etiquette. So now here's the thing, right? The Panasonic is almost, is, 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 is acting like you want to act right. Right. Panasonic. And <laughs> I am optimistic um, that soon we shall be able to congregate again, right? Um, And when that happens, I feel like there still needs to be some rules, right? (laughs) There have always been rules to this shit. Let's be clear Mm. about that first. There have always been rules to this shit. It's just some people just either don't know the rules, they just don't respect the rules, which is just, just, how dare you? Uh, Rude. Right, rude. <laughs> uh, or, you know, I don't know. I, I guess those are the only two two options. Either you don't know them, you know them, you don't know them, or you just disrespect them. Don't be yeah, I, the, the, the last two. I, I prefer to be a considerate smoker. Yeah. You know, I just feel like it just makes the experience better for everyone involved. So whenever you have that one person or a couple of people who just, like, refuse to just, like, fall in line or just like you know have the social 
etiquette that you need when you smoke with other people, it's really frustrating. That's how people become solo smokers because it's like, you don't always want to put up with people's like either, you know, lack of giving a fuck or just like naivety or whatever the case may be. Um, I also, I agree a hundred percent with you. Here's the problem for me. Um, especially when I'm high, I tend to just say anything. And so when people are just like out of line, just like completely out of line in the smoke sesh, either I'm going to say something or you're going to see it written all over my face, which, yeah, which tends to apparently make people uncomfortable. And I don't want to make people uncomfortable, but I also don't want you to be wrong. Because you're wrong. We are, we are dead ass twins. <laughs> I too get the facial expressions. Like I'm really good at, <clears throat> I'm really good at keeping my thoughts to myself, but my face betrays me every time. So like, even if I don't say nothing to you, ninety nine point nine percent, you probably could guess how the fuck I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's like I totally get that. It. You, you got to make conscious decisions with your face so that people don't think other things like that you're mad or like whatever, because it's just, it's there. Mm-hmm. And yes, when people fuck up in the smoke session, it's hard to, for people like us to like be nice about it. Like, like, Oh, it's okay. Ha ha ha. Don't worry. Like, no, at this point I spent money on this. Right. Like, get your shit together. Like, you're like, fucking <laughs> up my eye, bro. Like, you are fucking up my high, and that means you have a problem. Um, So, um, but now that uh, we are looking like we may possibly be on the other side of Corona, or at least, you know, making our way to the other side of the street, um, I think that it's important to really kind of solidify some of the real important cannabis etiquette (laughs) rules tips and tricks for the collective smoke session because once we all get back together and 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 are in each other's company once you are able to smoke with your cousins again we are going to be putting one in the air and now don't get me wrong because i still will probably be having my own pre-rolls right um at least until the middle of next year unless i really truly know you and even then, but, um, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I am right now too. Like I, I literally had a, a smoke session yesterday with my friends and we all had our own blunts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fine. I think that works for me. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm worried about people, <laughs> but, um, I think that it's important that we go, uh, over the top tips that every smoker needs to know. So the smoke session can be as enjoyable as possible post COVID. Yes. Yeah. I agree. So, um, we're going to give you guys our top five tips here. So the first thing, um, I think that is like one of my number one pet peeves is to, uh, don't let your blunt or whatever you're smoking canoe. And by canoe, I mean, don't let one side get longer than the other side 
to the point where it resembles a finger with a nail or <laughs> a canoe. Like, <laughs> you know, because there's a really easy way to fix that. And I feel like people who smoke should have a certain level of comfortability with their fingers and with their spit. Um, and that sounds gross, but it is what it is, especially if you roll. And so if you're in a session with somebody and they pass you the blunt and it's starting to get long on one side, oh, I'll give it back. I'm like, yo, can you fix this real quick? Like, <laughs> you know, could you, could you do what you need to do with that? Or if you get the blunt and it starts to canoe while you're hitting it, don't give it to someone else. Because I hate that shit. Like, people don't know how to fix it. So they'll just give it to you all fucked up. And it's like, then the next person don't know how to fix it either. So they give it to the next person while it's still fucked up. And so by the time someone gets it who actually knows what to do about it, it's like half the blunt... It, I don't even, you understand what it looks like? It's like half the blood is like smoked and the other half is not. And it's like, yo. Nobody thought to fix this. And I know every single like, one of y'all hit the blood and looked at it like, oh shit, this shit, but mm, here you try. <laughs> like, you know, I hate that. So for those of you out there who do not know how to fix a canoeing blunt or, you know, this would work for joints too. Literally, all you have to do is put a little bit of spit on your finger and touch the side that is on fire or the side that is lit or the side that's burning to dust, okay? The moisture from your spit will stop the bark, well, the bark, oh my, okay. The moisture <laughs> from your, <laughs> the moisture from your spit will stop the blunt from continuing to burn so that the other side can catch up. So as soon as you, you know, put out the, the fire on one side, spark the long side or the side that's canoeing, it, it'll burn. And by the time it catches up to the part that you made moist, it'll be even. And that's literally all you have to do. And the sooner you do it, the better, because then it doesn't take that long. But it's like, I don't know if people don't like touching their spit, which I mean, fair, but in, in this lifestyle, you know, you got to make certain sacrifices. So it's like, I don't know if that's what it is or like if you just, if you're scared, you might get burnt or something. I don't know, but we don't have to live that life and I don't like living that life. So don't let your blood canoe. That's the first thing. So okay. that brings me to my first one. Um, ash it or let us know if it's cashed. If you're smoking out of a, a out of a bowl. <laughs> I should not put a ladder and then breathe in and be sucking ash. Ash. Like, literally. Grit. If Grindy the bowl is cashed, <laughs> please say this. And better yet than saying this, fucking empty it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't... Why is that hard? I, I feel like that is maybe like the... Put the toilet seat down. <laughs> like, just fucking do it. <laughs> Because it makes sense, <laughs> okay? And because the next person that comes should not have to put breathe in ash. It's rude. It is rude. If you pass me a joint and the ash falls on me or on my couch <laughs> or on my seat or on my carpet or on my shoe because you were not paying attention, I could not just tap, tap, in an ashtray, we have a problem. A good host will, will give you something to ash in, but if you miss that step or if you don't figure out what you're ashing in before you spark it, just ask, because 
yeah, I agree with you. That is disrespectful. Yeah. My number two is to make sure that everyone is on the same page with what is being smoked. And by what, I mean the vessel. So are we smoking blunts? Are we smoking joints? Is it a mixture of the two? Are we only doing bong rips? And the reason why I feel like this is important is because everybody has their preferences. And you don't ever want, for like the best vibe and experience, you don't ever want someone feeling like they can't partake because you're choosing to roll with or smoke out of something that they don't enjoy. And so like me personally, I don't like papers and I don't like swishers. So if I go to a session and everybody is rolling papers and swishers, it's very unlikely that I will hit those blunts or that I will, you know, partake in those things because I don't like them. And I don't want to just be sitting there not smoking while everybody else is smoking, you know, which I mean, I bring my own roll ups wherever I go, but it's just like, if, you know, if we're, if we're of the, the more frugal generation where, you know, every, every matter, like every dollar counts with this collective smoking effort, I don't want to put money towards something that I don't like. Yep. So. Right. And you put in on it. Yeah. Right. That makes sense to me. <laughs> if I, if, I mean, if you're not in the mood to, to take a dab. Why did I put it on this? I don't want to be that high. Absolutely. Like, imagine if someone said, like, you want to come smoke, and then you show up, and they're only dabbing. Right. But you don't dab. Right. The fuck? Like, okay, yeah, you can step outside your comfort zone if you want to, but if you don't, then you're screwed. Right. The problem. So. Yeah. Um, My number two, um, which I don't know. I want to say that these are no particular order because this right. one also is most of these are really like my pet peeves but don't have soupy <laughs> mouth like do not have soupy mouth there's no reason that when I get the joint the blunt the whatever from you and I put it on my mouth that it should be soaking wet that's disgusting <laughs> that's nasty nobody wants your saliva no not even your significant other wants to put the blunt to their mouth and have your cold saliva hit their lips before the weed does. That is not how the experience (laughs) is supposed to happen. Nobody is asking for that. It's gross. Yeah. Some people, when that happens, it's it's likely because the person is putting too much of the blunt in their mouth. It's I they hit it. It drives me insane. It upsets me. And and to piggyback if you're the one rolling the blunt or the joint or whatever, don't get, don't, don't make it too wet. That is, just, again, that is disgusting. If I cannot light it because it is dripping juice from your, your mouth, we have a problem and you will never like, roll again. You have lost your rolling we, privileges. You cannot French kiss the blunt. You can't do it because we're all kissing this bitch. So it's like, you gotta just keep it like peck around the lips and keep going. <laughs> it's it's like, nasty. That is the most gross thing because then it's like you either gotta stop smoking and let it dry more time that the blunt is either burning or that you could have been smoking and now we gotta wait because we gotta dry off the blunt because you decided to stick it down your throat. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's it is disgusting. Nobody wants that experience again. 
And, you know, honestly, you probably don't even want that experience because I know when you hit it, you're like, damn, this is wet. <laughs> you just trying to act like you don't recognize it. We know you know you fucked up. Yeah. You don't You don't need to put that much of the blunt in your mouth. No. Just FYI. No. You can still hit it without swallowing. <laughs> Number three is never start a story with the blunt. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever fix your lips to start <laughs> a conversation with the blunt in your hand. If you got something to say, pass that shit first. And then you can say whatever it is you want to say. But I cannot stand when someone is sitting here to the point where you never sit there and watch someone have to light the blunt like four or five, six times in the same conversation because they keep talking and the shit goes out. Then they light it, hit it. Let it go out. Light it. Hit it. Let it go out. And it's like, yo, I don't give a fuck what you're saying at this point. Pass that shit. Right. I'm no longer listening. (laughs) Like, just pass the shit and then you can say what you want to say. And now this one, I do have to be honest because I kind of get guilty of this on myself. (laughs) I have a tendency to like, to to talk when I'm with other people and so I'll have it in my hand. I'll be talking. But I've also gotten very good when it's not me. I'll be the one so you gonna pass that? There's always one. Right. <laughs> there's, there's always someone in the circle like that, whether they verbally express it or not. There's someone looking at you, mm-hmm. waiting for you to pass that shit. So it's like, don't do that. Yeah, do I will. That. I have no problem, and I'll say it very calmly because I get it, because I do it myself. But I will call you. So, so you gonna pass that? Go ahead and finish your story. Just pass it. And, and it's like, even if you're not comfortable with, like, saying that, there are very easy nonverbal cues you can do Tap to let someone knee. know to Tap pass the, the blunt, pass the knee, extend your arm. Right. Like, I'll be like, yeah, 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 while my arm's going out to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? So there's things you can do to cue someone that you need to pass that <laughs> shit. Or, you know, if they're talking to you, don't say shit back. Until you get the blunt. People can't continue a conversation if you're not engaged. So it's like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Isn't that crazy? Yep, that's crazy. You know, like... <laughs> Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> right? Yo, it's a it's a thing. That is hilarious. Um, So my number three, this is for all the dabbers out there. Uh, drink your milk. Like, don't leave, like you said, don't leave stale smoke in the bong. Like, finish it. If you, if you, uh, if you put it in there, if you lit it, if you scooped it out, it's yours. Finish it. (laughs) Don't nobody want your leftovers. And I know that it's not the same as having like soupy mouth and like making things wet and stuff. But I do not want to come after somebody and, like, inhale the smoke that you halfway inhaled. It's like drinking backwash. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels, and I know maybe it's not technically the same, but it feels the same. And so, therefore, I can't deal with it. It's nasty. And I will tell you, drinking milk, finish it. It's gross. So, what advice do you have to people who either cannot clear what they've started or... Um, who don't know how, what would you say? Figure out your life. Uh, <laughs> know your limits. 
<laughs> you can have <laughs> you can have as much as you want, but whatever you have, you need to finish it. And dabs are a little bit different for me because if I hit a dab, like I'm it's not like hitting a joint, like I'm gonna feel that a little bit longer. So you can take a little bit longer to pass it back to me. So if you need to breathe, because look, I also have a problem with dabs. I they make it hard for me to breathe sometimes. Them shits hit. <laughs> And so I'll, I'll sit there and I'll hold my hand to keep the smoke in, right, while I catch my breath. And then I'll finish it once I catch my breath. Most of the time, like I said, because dabs is not like a blunt, like you can take a little bit longer with it. But don't, I still want to say don't babysit because we ain't got time. No, ain't, ain't nobody got time for all that. But I would, I would also suggest too, like if you if there's too much in there that, and you can't suck it all out, then just blow it back. Like there's usually like some type of percolator or whatever where the smoke can escape, or like you can pull the 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 um the bowl out and like let the smoke like blow the smoke back out. Like you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, because only because <laughs> I don't do dabs that often. Um. And when I do, literally, I light it and I hit it, and that's all I know how to do. And, and I just got my bong, and I just used that for the first few times. And the one time I did try and blow it back, I did not do what you just said and take out the take out the little thingy. Take and, the bowl out. Yeah, I did not take the bowl out, and I just got all over the place. So you I, you got to take the bowl out. Yes, but... that is a good. <laughs> Now, when I when I blew back into it and everything flew all over the place, I was like, well, that makes sense. I understand why that happened. And I understand that it was my fault. Right. <laughs> not think- error on that one. But literally, if you just remove the bowl or banger, uh, if you're dabbing, and just blow the smoke back lightly, don't, like, rush it all back through there, but just, like, push it out, like, very gently, then you can clear it that way if you can't finish all that smoke. But, like, I agree with you. Don't leave the shit sitting in there. Because it's, like, I don't know if it's the combination of, like, the smoke from the weed and, like, air hitting it. But for whatever reason, like, once the air starts to escape, it gets staler and staler by the second. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, you literally have to, like you said, hold your hand over it to keep the air from hitting it and from keeping the smoke from escaping. Because, like, after that, you're playing a dangerous game. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not good. I even, um, because I had the incident where I blew in it and that turned into a mess, I started just like, I would inhale it, but I wouldn't actually inhale it. Like I wouldn't, I would never close my mouth. So I sucked the air out, but I took my mouth off and blew it right back out. And so I'm not actually inhaling anything. So it's not that I, I don't feel like I can't not take it and it's still cleared. Yeah, so that was my uh, number three tip. So give us your number four. So my number four is, I think, pretty standard. Um, Don't bring along people who you did not clear to be a part of the session. Mm -hmm. So what I mean is, like, if you're going to meet up with somebody and you're like, oh, such and so, you want to come? Yeah, come with me. I don't like that shit because I don't know who such and so is. I don't know where their lips be. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of unknown in that situation. And so like, if you're going to invite someone spur of the moment, or if someone asks you to tag along, just let the people know who you're smoking with before you bring them over. Because you fuck around and do that to me. When the person shows up, I'm going to be like, 
hey, nice to meet you. There's your corner. Like, (laughs) my first question is, so who are you? Right. Like, what? (laughs) Especially if that person didn't chip in in advance or bring anything to contribute and it's just there off the strength of you, like, sorry, but no, we pay for this. Like, I'm not into smoking people up. I know some people, that's their jam because they like to be like the Pied Piper of smoking, but that's not me. So it's like, if we didn't intend to smoke together or you didn't chip in on this or like any of those things happen, you're not finna smoke with me. Like. <laughs> yeah, no. Like I said, my I'm famous for who are you? Why are you right. here? Right. But, oh, you wanted like, to smoke, but do, do you have money? Right. Did you bring something? <laughs> oh, you have your own? No? I'm so confused. <laughs> it's You need a swisher. What? Like, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't bring extra people and everybody contribute to the pot. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um... So speaking of bringing your own, you know, if you are bringing tagalongs, they should be bringing their own. But even if you're not bringing tagalongs, I need to be very clear that you should bring your own munchies because you cannot have mine. <laughs> <laughs> They're mine, and like I'm very, um, I put thought into my munchies <laughs> and exactly what I want. And I really sit back and think about like, hmm, what combination of flavors is going to make me happy? And uh, a lot of thought goes into that. And so, Mm. no, you cannot get in on this because this is mine. You should have got your own. I don't share my munchies. Uh, I totally feel you. Like that, that moment where you're at the peak of your munchies and you put something in your mouth that you know is just gonna like set your shit on fire is a precious moment, mm-hmm. okay? And mm-hmm. I, I respect that mm-hmm. moment, okay? It's and the sacred. worst thing that's the, the worst thing someone else could do to you during that moment or shortly thereafter is be like, Yo, can, can I, I have some? Right <laughs> now. No, no, you cannot. Like, what? And there's always that one person who will try to go explore your kitchen, like, mm-hmm. right after you get done smoking. And it's like, bro, you could find all of Marshmallow Mountain in there. You still can't have none. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is mine. <laughs> like,. Yeah, like that's that's why if you're going to smoke with a group of people, you guys should coordinate food in advance. Like whether everybody's going to order pizza or if you're all just going to do your own thing or whatever the case may be, if you're going to cook, establish that shit up front. Because if we don't make a plan on how we're going to eat, then I assume it's every man for himself. And um, like I said in the beginning, we're going to always be right. straight. Like I will be straight. <laughs> will you? <laughs> because... <laughs> I'm, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I my snack game is always on one hundred. <laughs> like and, and, and we not gonna hide it either, just cause you don't got none. No, I'm gonna like, sit there and laugh while I'm gonna laugh at you while I eat my munchies and eat my snack mm-hmm. because you yep. should know better. 
Same thing with drinks. Right, no. <laughs> I don't care if it's water. It's my water. <laughs> you cannot have any. Okay, so I saved my my number one pet peeve for last. I know we talked about a lot of shit that's been irritating for me thus far, but this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is the one, though. Like, mm, I will end the session over this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, here's my thing. Here's my rule. If you roll it, if you're the one rolling the blunt, you get to spark it, period. The most effort goes into rolling the blunt because you are the one crafting everyone's experience, okay? A perfectly rolled blunt can make everybody happy. A fucked up blunt is going to mess it up for everyone. So you literally have the the (laughs) entire control of the situation in your hands. So if you do a good job with rolling that shit, I think you should be able to hit it first. So if you're smoking with me and you're the one who rolled up the blunt, you get to spark it. I don't like seeing shit where people are like, okay, you rolled my weed for me. Okay, give it back so I can spark it. Like, the fuck? No. Like, you know how much work, work I just put in this? And it's like most people, most times when you roll, you have, you decide what end should be lit, what end should be the mouthpiece. Like, you know, you, you have it in your head how this blunt needs to be sparked in, you know, whatever. And it's like, if you hand that to someone else, they can very easily fuck up all your hard work in in one lighter click because they don't understand how you rolled that blunt. So I feel like if you light it, you spark it. And the one caveat to that is you also need to fix it. So if something happens to your blunt, and I'm saying blunt because that's what I smoke, but any t- anything that you're rolling with, if something happens to it, where it gets damaged, there's a hole, somebody rips it, it starts coming undone. It's your job to fix that. Do not hand me a blunt you've already rolled and been like, can you fix this? Because no, your saliva's all over that shit now. Like, <laughs> Again, I'm not doing nothing soupy to mouth. fix it. Like, yeah, like, if you're rolling it, this is all your saliva. So there's, I'm not fixing nothing. I could, <laughs> help you like I can tell you what to do give you my suggestions but if you're gonna take the responsibility of rolling up and enjoy the benefit of sparking first then you also need to be able to fix the shit period so that is my last rule see that's why I don't roll it's too much responsibility it's a heavy crown to bear yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready I'm not ready (laughs) Not ready. Good job. You, you want me to roll it and fix it? No. No. We're like, lucky it got rolled. Honestly. <laughs> like, because yeah, I told you. Yeah, like, other than that, give it to some. let someone else roll the shit and be okay with them sparking it first. Because I cannot stand it when there's holes or like, that could have easily been patched or if it's just falling apart every time you hit it, or if it's pregnant and there's one bubble of weed in the middle, like all kinds of different shit that happens with the blood or could happen. You need to be confident in fixing that shit or asking for help if you don't know how. Because I also think people should practice. You're not going to get good at rolling if you don't practice. But it's just like, if you have the balls to roll in front of a group of people, then you need to be able to know how to fix your shit. When it's just you, do what you want. But if I'm involved... 
I don't want to smoke a fucked up blunt. So if you're rolling, I trust you to make my experience the best as possible. And that's it. <laughs> nope. I'll stick to my cones. I told you I could pack the fuck out of a cone. I got you. <laughs> but roll something. I could I could roll with my roller. Like the little see, roller thing you have. I've been rolling so long. I could probably roll a blunt in like two minutes tops. Mm-hmm. Like I'll take the responsibility. Give it to me. Like, <laughs> because, you know, like, what's, what's, what's the phrase? Um, you know what? I'm not even going to embarrass myself trying to remember. <laughs> what's the thing that Spider-Man always says? I have no idea what you're talking about. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> None. Oh, oh, oh. With great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man says that? <laughs> That's what his grandpa, his Uncle Ben, that's what Uncle Ben said to him before oh. he died. I feel it's like that's like from the Dalai Lama or like Buddha or something. No, that's from the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> he, some Somebody else probably said it too, but the point is, with great responsibility comes great reward. Whatever the fuck. Like, that's what I'm trying to say, you know? Well, that is a responsibility. I don't, I don't want, I don't want it. Nope. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. I will sit here patiently and wait my turn. <laughs> okay, okay. So that was my number five. What's your number five? Um, my number five. I don't. It, it's not my top like thing. Um, but it may be the top thing that I am probably guilty of, and that's why I need to say. You know, I feel like accountability <laughs> is a thing, and we have to hold ourselves accountable for where we fall short. And this is definitely a place where I fall short. Uh, but it's important, okay? Um, give me back my goddamn lighter. <laughs> okay? It's mine. <laughs> Do not put it in your pocket. Don't, and I don't want to hear, oh no, it, I had the blue lighter. No. I had the blue lighter. Okay? Because I keep track of my lighters. Give me back my lighter. But do you understand how frustrating it is to try and light a joint, a blunt, or anything and not be able to find a lighter? Because somebody took your lighter. Like, you knew where your lighter was. And you went to that place where you always put your lighter, but your friend was over earlier and pocketed your lighter, and now you were shit out of luck. Don't be a big thief. I say that because that's what I use. I use Bix, Team Bic all day. Do not take my Bic. Because, like, yo, I, I totally agree with you. That is the worst thing to, to get Bic-napped. Like, <laughs> Bic-napped. Yes. That is great. cheap and um i mean they're not like a million dollars but still you buy when you have been s- bicknapped for the 17th time 
you're almost at your what is that 45 or 35 dollars yeah it's like i keep lighters in almost every room that's my last piece of advice is like i have lighters in my car i have lighters in my bedroom in my kitchen in my office like not that i smoke in all these places but it's just that if i lose one i can go find someone exactly you never know when one will be lost or taken from you unknowingly so i just keep them everywhere yeah it's ridiculous um it is it is a, a a travesty yeah so i think that's all five that's that's your top five my top five so those are 10 smokers etiquette tips for all of you peoples out there Please remember these things because they are important. Um, if you forget them, don't worry. I'll, I'll post them on, on the Instagram because they're, again, they are important. There is rules to this shit. Um, and you should abide by them because it will make everyone's experience better, including yours, because ain't nobody going to be talking shit about you. Because I will talk shit about you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be that person everybody remembers who fucked up. Man, I think I'm so glad we were able to talk about that. Thank you for letting me be a part of that conversation with you because stoner etiquette is one of my favorite topics. And we covered 10 things, but we could definitely take this and run with it a few more. You know what I mean? But obviously, we're not going to do that today, but definitely pick this conversation up. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see, um, I think our listeners, see there's that tongue tied. I think our listeners <laughs> should give us a few of their uh, favorite etiquette or their big no-nos on their smoker etiquettes list. So um, let us know what you guys would add to your top five smoker etiquette, to-dos, rules, don'ts, tips and tricks, all those things. Yes, or if we hit someone the, on the head, then let us know if you agree. Because I think we covered some really big, juicy ones. So Mm -hmm. if you guys agree with what we said, definitely let us know as well. Absolutely. All right. So it's about that time. Um, Let's get ready to wrap up this smoke sesh. It's been such an amazing and fun time sitting here laughing and talking shit and just kind of comparing our, our sister souls, our like fraternal twinness. Uh, <laughs> um, so I appreciate you for coming through, of course. Thank you for giving Thank us your you. your tips and tricks and your smoker etiquette rules. Yes, um, hopefully I can come back again. This was so fun. Absolutely. We we definitely got some um other topics that we we, we need to delve into. <laughs> um so before uh, we get out of here, I always like to end the show with a random ass question from the random ass question list because what is highness without randomness? Um, so I have a list of questions that are numbered four through 20. Um, so pick a number and I'll ask you that question. Hmm. I gotta hit my pen for this one. Okay. Um, my favorite number is 10. So let's do 10. It's so funny you said 10 because I was just looking at number 10. Um, (laughs) So number 10 is what, this one's a little bit more introspective. Um, What do you value? 
I see what you mean. You go as as deep or as surface level as you want with this one. Yeah. Um, Because I had like five answers pop in my head at once. Just say them all. (laughs) Um, I value cannabis. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the first ones. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, um, I do value cannabis. I value being black. Because I honestly feel like it's the most lit thing on the planet, given all, despite all the struggles, despite whatever um, oppressive tactics you see against our people out there, black culture is one of the dopest cultures on the planet. And I value being a part of that, especially as a black woman. And uh, lastly, I value life because it's so short and there's so many things that you can do if you literally just like put your mind to it so I don't take life for granted you know so that's what I value yeah I love that weed life and being black I love that (laughs) That those are those are some you know dope things I mean I resonate with all of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. I think we've done a whole ass show. And I thank you so, so, so very much um, to my smoking sister AP who has sat through <laughs> Um, an amazing sister smoke session with me. I feel like I really truly gained another sister, a soul sister today. Um, after the months of trying to make this happen and finally getting it to happen. Um, and it's just been a really good time. So I appreciate you so much for coming through and smoking with me today and uh for being open and honest and bluntly black and uh all those things. So tell the people where they can find you. Yes. Um, first, I totally appreciate you too. And <laughs> like, yes, we definitely have to do this again. Um, and in terms of like, if you guys want to check out my show or just learn more about me, uh, my show is called The Loud Box. I'm on every major streaming platform for podcasts. So, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you can find my show. Um, and if you want to hit me up on Instagram, that's the social platform I'm the most active on. It's at the Loudbox Podcast on Instagram. So come through, hit me up, you know, come catch a vibe because, like Jazz mentioned earlier, like our shows have purpose, especially for the culture. So don't be afraid to come by, and uh, I'll definitely be back here for sure. Yeah, I already have a few Thank ideas. You. So. <laughs> We're going to make that happen. Um, Definitely go follow her. Go listen to her show. Like I said, I've listened to a few episodes myself. And they are so much fun. They're very interactive. And it's always nice to hear another black woman's voice um, in this space. And just, you know, being herself and being bluntly black in a space that tells us we're not supposed to. Oh, we're not as good that. as and I'm like nah fuck that I don't believe that I love that yeah. what you just said 
So follow us um, at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Comment, rate, subscribe, talk to me, talk to AP. Um, I will post her information in the show notes just so you guys can get to her real quick and fast and in a hurry because you should. Um, <laughs> and let us know what you think about the episodes. Any comments or questions for AP, hit us up. And I think that's about it. Smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. We're out. Um, and you just you just reminded me of something too because it's like I think a lot of people think that in order for you to feel like the full effects of whatever you're smoking you have to hold it for a long time or just like an unnecessarily like amount of time like you know how like you just inhale and like try to hold it to quote unquote make you higher or whatever you've never had nobody tell you that before uh well uh I have seen people do this but I have never had this because I have baby lungs and they I cough with no provocation at all. And so mm-hmm. holding it is not a thing for me. I can't hold <laughs> anything because I'm going to cough. But you know what? You don't have to. Like literally it takes three seconds for THC to absorb, absorb in your mouth. Three seconds. So you can literally inhale it in your mouth and blow it right back out and by the time it all clears your mouth it will have already absorbed and you will get high like people who try to hold it they don't get higher from holding it they get lightheaded from holding it because you're cutting (laughs) your body down from oxygen so it's like now you're lightheaded and you're high but you think that it's because you're just holding it in like no don't kill yourself like you don't got to do that so people who dab like you really don't have to like try to get everything in your lungs before you let it back out you can literally do what you just said and just in and out and you'll still get just as high yeah i did not know that um that's a nice little uh piece of tidbit uh of information Mm -hmm. there um but yeah no holding it has never been a i look (laughs) (laughs) look my lungs do not have the capacity for that